welcome back. We are back in the booth with the Hunt High Carvers podcast. I am joined by Jason, not as always, but today. I'm not rotating my shoe trees today. Yeah, and uh, we have a special guest today, someone that we have just recently kind of been in contact with, but not necessarily um, more on a personal level. Um, We've got Jay Kallenbach back on the show today. We are going to talk about the Mantis systems, the Mantis shooting systems, their dry fire systems. If you have followed us at all, you have seen that we have put out numerous reviews on the Mantis systems. And obviously Jason and I have spoke very highly about how they have been a game changer for us. They have helped us get probably thousands they're a lot of fun to use. Thousands of rounds. Uh, and, and I can do it in the office. We can do it. We can do it in the office, which is really cool. We're we're pretty busy, so we're excited to have uh, Jake on on the podcast today. Jake, how are you doing? You guys, fantastic! Thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure to be with uh, to be with Triple H today, and uh, it was fantastic meeting Joel and Jason. And uh, I'm excited to get into our gear with you guys. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, we are too. We've we've uh, we've told and showed and and tried to let more and more people know. I, I know we have friends that are a lot into the shooting side of things. Uh, we have actually a former employee who did you know, a lot of three gun work and some stuff like that. I did a trip with a guy that shoots competitively, uh, very competitively this summer. And I told, I was telling him, I'm like, man, like, you know, where do you go? You know, how many rounds do you, you typically use and in a month and that type of stuff. And, and so we we're trying to carry the flag the best that we can, but I think it's most important. We have to start by kind of letting people know, like, what is Mantis? Um, first and foremost, would probably be important. Uh, we know, you know, but, uh, let our audience know kind of what are the Mantis systems? Maybe what, you know, how, if you can even historically, where did, where did the concept of Mantis come from? Because I think that it's, uh, you know, it's genius from, from a perspective of someone that uh, maybe, you know, really is, has a high desire to shoot more often. Uh, maybe doesn't have the time. Maybe is we talked right financial before we, capabilities, financial capabilities right. in terms of what yep. ammo costs. So let's just start there and, and kind of lead us into this conversation. Then we'll get a little bit more into like the product lines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, Mantis really, um, what we what we do is uh, we market out and sell um, marksmanship improvement, um, you know, devices essentially. And um, our flagship line, uh, the Mantis X series, which you guys, I think you guys have the Mantis uh, X10 Elite, which is Correct. our top mm-hmm. of the line in what we do. Um, the the whole point of those devices is to read your fundamentals watch the movement uh, of the muzzle and how it moves. And then it gives you a bunch of feedback on all of your fundamentals, which in turn gives you remediation, allows you to grow and improve as a shooter. So first and foremost, we're, we're marksmanship improvement and, and that's what we do. Um, as far as what do we offer? We've, uh, we've essentially got three product lines. Um, you know, we've got the Mantis X series, which um, the X10 is the, is the top of that line. Uh, we've got the AR-15 specific systems. Um, those are called the Blackbeard, which uh, we've we've recently released the MCX version of that as well. So it's not just uh, mil-spec AR-15s anymore. Um, and then finally, we've got the point of impact laser system. Uh, that's called the Laser Academy. Yeah. And um, Jason, I think you were you were just referring to, you know, you can get a ton of trigger presses in um, and save while doing it. 
you know, dry fire. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. You know, we've got we've got dry fire options. The X10 um, that also works live fire too. So right, you get this correct. feedback cycle going. You know, take it out with you live at the range or while you're hunting, whatever you're doing, you get that feedback there too. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you the the part about the Blackbeard that I love the most when when we first got our hands on it is the auto cycle because yeah. you know like with the X10 Elite. You know, if you're using it on a pistol, I got to rack the pistol every time and then reacquire the, the, the target, which, again, not not bad in terms of, you know, what we're doing for training. But, right. you know, with the AR platform, I pull the trigger, it cycles, and I can pull it again, and I can pull it again, and I can do it as fast as I want. So there's no, you know, I don't have to pull the bolt back or I don't have to reset anything. It does it automatically for me. It's super cool because it allows me to get in more quality reps in a shorter amount of time. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. And and if you if you watch the review we did, uh, I kind of I even took it a step further when we did that Blackbeard review because I have a friend who works um, in the military in some kind of like special operations and stuff like that. And and I said, hey man, would you be willing to come up and kind of be our model for the day? He's not necessarily a guy that was too fired up about I think being on camera, but I was like. You know what? A couple of like yeah, like know, if we tried it, falls yeah, like it us was that, you know probably aren't as proficient to avoid ridicule. Yeah, we got an expert <laughs> exactly. So so I brought someone in who probably has tens of thousands of more trigger pulls than than either of us. He's probably done it in real life. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah, and uh, and he and looks so, great doing it too. You know, <laughs> oh, hundred percent. He went full tack gear. It was it was awesome. And the cool part was is I was like, what could we do to really showcase this thing? And for those of you that don't know, um, the way that that Blackbeard system works is you're essentially you have what is a um, a magazine that that you utilize that replaces your existing magazine. And then as you take out your your bolt carrier um, kind of assembly, um, it fits into there and those two marry together. And actually that bolt carrier piece will will continue to cycle the trigger for you. So you have real-time capability to pull the trigger just as if you would if you were shooting live rounds. And then it also has the technology piece into it, which is it's giving you feedback. It's providing you with all that other information as far as like what you're doing, um, any flaws and, and that type of stuff. And we had him come out as like, let's have him go through we have a, about a twelve thousand square foot building and i said let's go outside and i want you to roll through our building as if you're trying to clear it and he was like okay and so i just literally filmed him as if you know we had like a hostage situation or you know some type of, of scenario and filmed him going around and i had targets kind of hung around, hung up in the building and to watch how like much better he was at yeah. that than us. Um, if the video, if you watch it, there's a we'll provide the link for it up there. Um, there's a, a point where I just did like a zoom on the target, and he fired probably ten shots that hit center mass in a matter of like four seconds. Yeah. You know, his trigger control is superior to ours, <laughs> um, and so, so it, that was that shooting. was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's high, highly skilled and trained yes. by the, uh, the by the U.S. military. So yeah, sir, board sir. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the cool awesome. part, the cool part too, is he was using he was using my AR platform. Yeah. So the idea that he was able to put those shots on there, I'm like, all right, so it's the it's the Indian, it's not the arrow. Yeah. So little. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. That's hundred percent me. I felt better. Uh, I felt, be better I felt better about my gun. Harder. 
Yeah. yeah. So, um, so that, you know, that's a pretty good kind of like overview of what the Blackbird system is like. Um, let's talk a little bit about the, the laser Academy. That's where we started was with the laser Academy. And then okay. we went to the X10 elite. So we'll kind of, let's kind of work through there. And I think the, your flagship or, you know, kind of first product was the laser Academy. Am I correct? Uh, no, actually we, we started with the, the the x series it was called the mantis oh, really? okay yep when it first came out um gotcha. and that was yep what you guys have now with the the easy clip system and um yeah. that was that was all v2 sensor stuff the original looked entirely different and you actually needed you know hardware to get it mounted onto the rail um yeah but uh, yeah that's where we started um and actually um our ownership it's a, it's a couple of brothers who kind of started this as a passion project um and uh our uh, chief operating officer, um, his uh, his Slack, you know, his little profile picture is actually him with a really old cell phone, just like rubber banded to a pistol, so that they could hack the accelerometer <laughs> on this old Android phone. That that's how everything kind of started from there. Um, yeah. And that's uh, yeah, that's, that's what awesome. got it going. Is you know how do we how do we track the motion instead of having you know, like cameras watching you while you do your work or, um, you know, you need to be right. compact, mobile, needed to mount to the, to the, uh, the actual firearm. So, um, yeah, that's, that's where that got started. And then I think it was just a couple of years after that, people were asking like, Hey, is there anything we can do for point of impact? I want to see where my shots are landing. I'm glad I'm getting all this fundamental feedback and, and learning how to shoot right. from there. So that's, that's where we came up with the, the laser Academy. Nice. Well, um, so in, there's a, a small differentiation with the Laser Academy, which is, um, I know you guys offer it in various calibers, right? So I think we utilize- We have the nine millimeter. We use it with a nine. Um, you can use it with, I think, a 22. Um, what, all, what all calibers are, are offered in that? I know I've looked at it before, but I'm just- um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can do, you've got the nine, um, We've got 40 Smith & Wesson, uh, 45 ACP, um, and Long Colt, uh, 38. Uh, what else do we have? Um, I think that's that's pretty close to what we have. We also have a 223 uh, yeah, cartridge, which yeah. um, is more used in the hunting world than it is, you know, obviously for the for the AR, right. you'd probably get the Blackbeard, but um, right, right. yeah, for we sure. do have one in 223 as well. Yeah, and so, so it's all the popular calibers. Yeah, for the most yeah, part, and yeah. and 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 so just just so that if you're watching, essentially, it it looks and feels you know a lot similar to what the round would look like, and you're going to actually load that, you're going to chamber that, and what that that piece does is it actually will uh, when the pin hits the the back of that sensor, is it's actually sending a laser to that, as he said, like point of contact. So you get to see where that thing lands. So, you know, I think for a lot of, uh, you know, kind of similarities, I say, you know, like people bore sight and do some things like that, where it's like, it has a similar feel to that, except obviously it's going to only be when you're actually pulling the trigger and that type of thing. So, um, and there is some sensitivity to that, you know, making, you know, some adjustments and stuff to make sure that, that you're getting it uh, where, where you need it. Um, and then the cool part with that, which, you know, we haven't talked about that really is kind of all encompassing with all the systems is, is it's providing that information via Bluetooth back to your 
mobile the device app, or, yeah. or whatever, there's there's an app that coincides with uh, the systems themselves. And that's where it yeah. gets really cool because for, for me, being someone where I grew up in, you know, upland bird hunting, waterfowling, things like that. My dad was never really like a big game hunter and we never had any handguns or anything like that in the house. So as I moved out to the West and, you know, my first firearm uh, from a handgun perspective was for bear defense and, and things like that. And I was like, man, this is completely foreign to me. You know, I can recall like going to the range for the first time and I didn't even know like where in the world any of my shots were going uh, because it was such a new thing. And as we started using the laser Academy, all of a sudden it's giving me feedback about to the app of, you know, anticipating the trigger and, you know, or slapping or pulling, yeah, slapping, or, pulling, yeah. you know, all these different things. And it's essentially a virtual coach. So talk about how that, you know, that communication works and, and how it's gathering that information. Cause I think it's, it's really cool because for me, you know, I think I, I liken it to golf where, you know, you go out with a buddy and he's like trying to tell you like what you did wrong all the time. And you're like, all right, well, that's not really helping me. Whereas this system get is your, get your top, yeah. get your top hand in there and your hips aren't working. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Right. So, yeah. And whereas this, but, this not from, but not from a place of education. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so sure. I'll, I'll take it back like, uh, like five seconds, Joel. Um, one sure. is, um, so we, we've got a number of applications, right? We've got, um, we've got the Mantis X, uh, pistol rifle app. Um, that one is designed specifically for pistols and rifles with our Mantis X series and the Blackbeard X. Um, then we've also got the shotgun app. Um, that's designed, you know, right now it's kind of um, American skeet centric. That's got a lot of updates mm -hmm. coming out for it, though, for, you know, it's got settings for Upland Bird, uh, things like that. Um, and then we also have the archery app, which obviously you're also familiar with. You can you can yeah, use we'll a recurve or compound bow and, and get following on that. Um, the Laser Academy app uh, is the only one of our apps that doesn't use Bluetooth. Um, and the way that that works is you were talking about the. Uh, pink rhino laser cartridges that we sell. And I have one here. Um, and what this go. is, is just this little brass guy. And just like you said, it, it squeezes right into the breech, right with the laser facing down, down the, the bore of the, of the, you know, whatever you're shooting pistol. Um, and then on the end of it, it's got this little rubber base cap. So that every time a, you know, firing pin or hammer strikes it, it takes off that one shot. Well, when that laser splash goes down and it hits our smart target, your camera that's running the app or your phone that's running the app utilizes the camera and looks at where that splash happened on the target. And then that's how it's able to give you your point of aim impact there. So that's just kind of the difference yeah. between how those two work. Um, now you were asking about how, how does the X series work? How does it detect your movement? How does it all work? Um, it runs off of an right. accelerometer and a gyroscope. So, when you have the sensor linked up to the application, it's constantly live streaming data. It's over like it's uh, it's over 400 points of data a second, essentially. Um, and then it's built off of algorithms that the application runs. So as an example of this, you've got it mounted to one of your pistols, right? You're not familiar with it. You want to get better with it. Um, the sensor and the algorithm will know the difference between hammer strike versus slamming into new magazine versus racking the slide. 
whatever it is, all these algorithms can detect the difference, right? So as soon as hammer strike is detected, all of that live data gets rewinded, uh, rewound by, you know, about half a second. And then that's how the sensor can actually extrapolate all the movement that happened leading up to the trigger press, during the trigger press. And then that's how it knows how you moved when you took that shot. And then from there, that's how it's, you know, it can give you the remediation on, oh, you're slapping the trigger or you're pushing with your support hand, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. That, that to me was, was probably the most helpful early on as we started using it, right? Like, yeah, you were frustrated early. Yeah, oh, for sure, right? Because oh, there's no way I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah, like, telling you, you're pulling it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. and, and Man, so, it's not lying. And so I think th those are the things that if you take someone like me who's severely remedial, and I essentially am trying to figure out like what the heck am I doing wrong? I think a lot of times, uh, especially with handguns, especially you know, as you get into things that are obviously more precision based with long rifles and, and some of those types of things, right? Like you're talking about such minute things that, you know, if you're at 10 yards and you move that out to 20, you can go from being on target to missing a target entirely, right? And if it continues to, yep. to go out even further, now you're talking about like not even being anywhere in the neighborhood based on some of the, the small things that you either are doing right or doing wrong. And when I started to get some of that feedback, all of a sudden, you know, you, you become more aware of things like your grip, you become more aware of, you know, trigger pressure, even necessarily, you know, I know for me, one of the things was in Jason and I even talking and kind of watching each other and then looking at the feedback was like, even where my pressure and, and hold on the trigger was in general. Um, there's so many things that can go right and wrong in what seems like a relatively easy transaction, yet at the same time, it has such small barriers of success and failure uh, to be, you know, to, to have that shot end up where you want it to be. So that, that's been probably the coolest part for me. Yeah. Yeah, and even, you know, just like you're saying with, you know, long-range precision, things like that, um, every everything goes into that, right? So um, when you've got you've got one of the sensors on there and you've got it set up for rifle, it's it's gonna give you all that. You know, it's gonna it's gonna tell you, hey, you're shouldering your cheek position, are you pushing with your support hand? You know, all of those things are gonna get read and you'll get that feedback and and yeah, it's it's incredibly surprising how even the most minuscule movement can throw you off you know, a long ways down the range. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so in, in looking at that, um, the, you know, the, the X10, for example, I know we've had people that have went on our reviews and they watched one or, or more of them. And I think the question that we got a lot was like, okay, uh, we ended up doing a third review, which was kind of a compare and contrast between laser academy and the x10 system because we felt like one of the things that people that are looking at your product line kind of want to know is like 
What's the difference between the two? Why would I choose one over the other? Um, obviously, the live fire aspect of the X10 piece is is a huge differentiator. But if you're just thinking in terms of like dry firing and that type of stuff, wanting to practice, wanting to get some of that feedback, that type of thing, what would you right. tell someone as they go and, and start to kind of like look at those and go like, how do I decide which one fits me better? Like maybe some pros and cons or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So flatly speaking, you know, the, the easiest analogies we use when we get that question um, is, is two things. One, um, the X series, it's, it's easy to think about as a digital coach, right? Um, that's where you're going to go get the class, the feedback and work on your fundamentals. Um, and then two, the laser Academy simulates a flat range. So you're going to get point of impact and you're not going to get the coaching feedback. You're not going to get told what's going on with your grip and your trigger press. And that's the largest difference between the two systems, right? Um, they both use different apps. They both serve kind of different purposes in that, you know, um, one, you're going to get all these analytics and feedback based on how well you're shooting. And then with the Laser Academy, too, is this is where your shots are landing and that's what you're going to get, you know. So there are some similarities with, you know, you can run similar drills between the two, shot timer, par timer, open shooting, hostage rescue, you know, things like that are present on yeah. both systems. Um, but the reality is, is with the sensor, it's kind of like a Fitbit, right? It's going to give you all of your statistics on, you know, your fundamentals, your health of shooting. And then with the Laser Academy, you're getting your point of impact and that's about it. So um, when people ask us, you know, where do I start? What should I get first? Like, what's the best for me? We almost always point them towards, you know, the X series. Um, yeah. It's a little bit easier setup, and um, there's a lot more availability on what you can do. You're just never going to see point of impact with that system. If you like yeah. that, you're enjoying the feedback. Come back, get the Laser Academy. It really adds to the experience. For sure. Let me let me ask you. You know, obviously. You know, we're talking about it in, in practice scenarios. In your experience, what's the best way, if I'm using X10 or Laser Academy, I want to elevate my heart rate. I want to get my body feeling like it might be in a situation in which I might use my, uh, my firearm. What do you guys recommend in terms of getting that feeling of, you know, elevated heart rate or that adrenaline rush that would cause me to deviate from my training or um or at least just allow me to train with that elevated state where i can then focus on those mechanics yeah yeah so um if you're trying to get some tough in training going using something like the laser academy system um, the only limitation that you'll run into is that the camera needs to be able to view the smart target Right. So we don't have a way to be able to go, say, room to room where you've got multiple targets and you want impact data um, going room to room. That that's something that we've got a lot of requests for and, and usually is the yeah. best way to get that heart rate up. But on that, you know, if you were doing like bill drills or pyramid drills or one to fives, you know, you can get your camera back, you know, say, um, you know, 10, 11 feet, anything like that. Use the zoom feature a little bit. If you want to, you know, really stagger your targets out, still in camera and still being able to be recognized, then you can do that. You can do a little bit of multi-target. You can do a little bit of moving and shooting at the same time. Um, yeah. 
and, and trying to simulate, you know, especially with something like the hostage feedback. Um, and, and I think another feature you guys might really enjoy is um, we have a feature called dual. Um, yeah. So you I was can just have, thinking about you, that. Yeah. Yeah. You can, um, you can both have the same target set up being recognized by the camera. And then there's a feature that would, um, you know, we've got like the hunt target who yeah. has faster, better oh hunt scores, gosh. you know, yeah. um, so you can compete mm -hmm. yeah. and that gets the blood pumping for sure. Sure. Yeah. The game. Because the you, game well, it's also you're, you're making more meaningful shots. That's, I think that's kind of where I was getting to. I'm thinking about in terms of using it for, let's say concealed carry. Right. And I want to just train certain scenarios, whether it's a draw or hip fire or something like that, where, you know, in that scenario, obviously, if I'm training at home and I'm, you know, that's not really happening, you know, I'm going to be cool as a cucumber, but I want to get myself into a position where I need to make a meaningful shot under duress. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, yep. Um, yeah. The, the stress and occupation piece is big. Yeah. Yep. And, and you guys, if you wanted to, you know, uh, like if you're doing it there at the studio or together in the office or anything, um, something I've done with my wife here at the house is, um, you know, just, hey, babe, go move the target to a different point of the room or anything like that. Close the door behind you on the way out and then, you know, simulate that situation of I saw somebody that's a good in the idea. room and I want you to go handle it. And that's when, you know, I'm running concealed or like open it. or, you know, and. Yeah. Get surprised when I go into the room is to locate the target and get a good press. Go grab it from the bedside, run down. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's exactly. A that's a really good idea. I, I do like that. I know as we kind of and I want to kind of get into some of the the stuff that you mentioned, right? Like the dual feature. Um, we talk about like within the app, there's the availability to do stuff on you know part time and um, the hunt feature, and you mentioned like the hostage rescue and all that. Um, let's talk a little bit about the functionality of that because I know as we, I think we first started, we just kind of you know we just kind of kicked around and and tried different things and then yeah we played with all the modes right I do like some right. of the modes that that make you do some decision making right you know it's like you've got a square a circle and a triangle and you've got it and they've got numbers in them and you've got to pick. You know, it tells you which one to shoot. Then you've got to find where it is on the sheet. You know, you've got to do that yeah. that split second you know decision making. That yep. was the big stress one for that me. That was the way. Yeah, that was when you saw yeah. that. Yeah, like as soon as we started doing that, and so within the app, just to to clarify, right there, there's the option that that Jason is talking about, and there's a target that has uh, square, triangle, circle within each one of those. They have different numbers on them, and then they're also different shades. Um, and so you can set up within the app your specific part times based on your ability. Mm. And you can start narrowing those down so that you have to improve your reaction time, your decision making. And then it's also going to track how well did you actually do. And I can tell you when we first did that, like, it was disastrous. So there's your stress testing, right? A little bit right there, because as soon as that started happening, where you had to start making decisions as opposed to just being like, okay, here we go, right? Like I'm gonna just, you know, do my thing and try and make a good shot. Now it was, you have to do it in a certain amount of time, make the correct decision, and then also try and get it on, on that specific target. So um, talk a little bit about uh, some of that. I think the, uh, 
the academy within there is really cool as well. Uh, I know I went through that where essentially it's it's kind of level based. You have to go from one you know, completed in specific kind of success before you can move to the next. It's, so it's gamified. Yeah. So talk a little yeah. bit about that because because I think that that stuff is also something where it challenges the individual. Um, it it really puts kind of markers on you being able to advance or to go to Jason's point, like adding stress and adding your level of, of proficiency as well as maybe some of that, uh, you know, added stress to that. Talk about a little bit with yeah. your programs with all that. Yeah. So a couple things on that, actually. Um, one, if you do, you know, just like you said, you can adjust the, the intensity, the difficulty, how quick do I have to react? How many targets are they going to ask me to pick out? Um, beyond yeah. that, you know, um, do you want to keep it as simple as, oh, I'm only shooting two different colored triangles versus um, do I need to hunt between the four triangles, ones that has a one in it, one that has a two in it? So you can really start layering that to, to amplify that intensity. Um, something I would say that, you know, often we don't get to talk about a lot with the Laser Academy is there are courses built in. So you get all these drills yeah. that you can run when you've got them set up. Um, but there are also courses in there. So, you know, basic marksmanship, advanced marksmanship. Um, we've got riflemen in there as well. So if you've got your Blackbeard, um, you can be doing rifleman drills as well. That's something that does a good job. The system does by itself as far as adjusting the difficulty for you and forcing you to grow and become, you know, faster, a little bit more proficient, quicker recognizing of certain targets and things like that. Um, yeah. Another thing that I think is is really cool um, that we don't often talk about because it requires two devices is, say, for example, you're, you've got the Blackbeard, the Blackbeard X. It's got the sensor built into the magazine, right? So you can get your tablet out, get your Mantis X pistol rifle app downloaded on your tablet, hook up your Blackbeard, and set that up for Blackbeard Dynamics. That's my favorite thing about the Blackbeard. You know, it's instead of focusing so much on how good was your trigger press and what did your fundamentals look like, it also gives you the dynamics of handling your rifle. So how well did you transition from target A to target B? Did you swoop over? How much over travel did you have? How long did you delay on target before you pulled the trigger? Things like that are built into that, to that analytics and feedback. So if you've got that set up, and then you go get your laser academy set up on your phone and do something like the hunt that we were just talking about or hostage rescue. Then not only are you going to be forced to push and go faster and see what's happening with your point of impact and how well you're doing that scoring, but also on the back end, you're going to get your dynamics and, and your feedback based on, you know, how well were you actually picking between targets? How much did you over travel? You know, how long were you on the target before you pulled the trigger? Using those together yeah. um, is a fantastic way to really continue pushing that skill level and, and building. Yeah, and I think as you're kind of talking about that, uh, my mind kind of goes to you know, your law enforcement personnel, your military folks and things like that, where as you obviously gain some proficiency in your shooting ability and you start then expanding that out now into let's create situational based type shooting. Um, you know, I know I've talked with and, and been around a lot of guys that 
in, in our world that will go out and go to the range and go through uh, training iterations and stuff like that with guys to watch, like, how do they, uh, you know, set up and, and do those types of things? Because at some point, um, you know, friends of mine that, that work in like special operations and things like that, you get some of these units and, and some, you know, depending upon where they're at, and, you know, they are 100 percent in live fire mode. They never do anything in simulation. They never do anything where, you know, it's just kind of running through the motions. And when you think about some of that stuff where you can add that level of mechanics and where those small, you know, fractions of a second and, you know, small amounts of minor movements and things like that could be, obviously we're talking about you know, catastrophic in, in some of these cases uh, with some of these folks, you realize like how valuable some of this is. Whereas Jason, I think about it and go like, Oh, that would be cool. And like, let me see if I can do it better than you and whatever. And yes, when we, you know, we think about how crazy our world is right now, the reality of, of, you know, trying to keep yourself obviously always prepared and stuff like that. Um, But I don't think it's ever at that level where it, is more or less your job, right? And some of the stuff you're right. talking about, I think, really hits no, home. It's life or death. Yeah, a hundred percent. Versus game, gamified and training. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and I do think you guys that that this this can apply in, you know, all disciplines of the shooting world, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. If you've got your AR and you know you've got a red dot on it and you're working on, you know, how well am I transitioning between these two silhouettes and what is my time and target identification, things like that. Yeah, they are. They're a little bit more defense-based. They're a little bit more, um, you know, just like you said, military and law enforcement applicable. Um, but if you if you think about it in terms of, like, um, I, I grew up in the Black Hills of South Dakota, and, and up there nice. we used to do all sorts of hunting. You know, um, one of my favorite was pronghorn. Um, you're, you're out in open plains. It's, it's not as easy to stalk. You can't stand in a, in a tree stand or, you know, getting a blind out. There's a lot more difficult operation. Um, being able to know that, uh, you know, my swing speed was right. If they're going to start running, you know, how far away am I? All those kind of calculations really start dialing in on was my target acquisition good? You know, when we're looking at the vitals hitbox on, you know, like a, deer-sized animal like a pronghorn, you've got that normal kind of 8 to 10-inch, you know, area yeah. that you need to hit. And sometimes when when you're out there 150, 200 yards, and, and they've got you spooked or they smell you or anything like that, then it is. Then you're getting into reaction mode and thinking about your timing and how well was my placement. For sure. So, you know, it, it depends on the mindset you're in when you're, when you're going to go out and yeah. do your training, um, certainly. But, yeah, so... It, it really, I, I think, and we believe it can be used on all disciplines of shooting. Most definitely. So we've briefly touched on some law enforcement stuff. How, how well has is, is the product been received in the law enforcement community or even the military community? And then, you know, in terms of like saturation or, you know, usage, those types of things. Yeah. Uh, uh, really, really well, Jason. Um, and, and honestly, so the Blackbeard as an example, um, all, all new Marine recruits that are going through Paris Island are using these units right now. Um, That's we, awesome. we've got awesome statistics that show, you know, qualifications have, have, um, 
kind of average around 70 to 80% on who's getting through qualification. And that's kind of military wide. Um, mm -hmm. And when we ran our first test batches through the Marine Corps boots, uh, everyone who got hands-on with a Blackbeard X and got the feedback they needed ended up qualifying uh, at 100%. So everyone who used one ended up qualifying under Marine Corps standards. So um, we do, we you know, that's that's proof in the pudding right there is For you, know, sure. you get your hands on this thing, you, you're going to grow and learn and, and be able to become a better shooter. Now... Yeah. Um, we've got all sorts of independent units and stuff reaching out and purchasing from us, both Blackbeards and X-Series. Um, it's not super widespread yet. Obviously, we want that, yeah. right? We want everybody to be using our gear. Um, our, our company mission, you know, our company goal is train a million shooters a year. Um, and, and we're on par with that, and we have been. So, yeah, That's as awesome. far as adoption right now, it's going well, you know, when, when they get into unit hands, we get good feedback, we see good results. Um, and, and that goes for law enforcement as well. Um, the struggle for law enforcement is, is they don't get, you know, depending on which department and what part of the country we're talking about, uh, a lot of the times they don't get access to, to range time regularly, which is, oh. you know, kind of what yeah. we all, it's, it's we all insane. Need. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, so I, I had a conversation. Yeah, so I, I had a conversation with uh, someone who runs an academy, and I believe um, in one of the courses that I teach that we have actually one next week, and I'll have military, fire, police, uh, you know, all forms. You've had DEA, CIA, you know, all kinds of, of different things that, that come in. And a lady that was a one of the academy instructors, I believe she was in Oklahoma, maybe even Texas. And she told me that they only have to qual one time a year and that most of their people only get on range maybe one other time in a year. And I was like, that seems absurd to me. Someone who's carrying Doesn't a firearm every single day and they're only having to essentially utilize that firearm or practice or put in any time on that one time a year. And I'm like, you know, the stuff we talked about in terms of, of, you know, the stress inoculation piece and whatever else, like if that's all you're doing with that, I don't have very good confidence. And this is not a knock on, on law enforcement. This is more on the administrative portion of this understanding that th this should be obviously at a much higher level. And our conversation today talking with you and the Mantis systems is like, this is such a plug and play, simple solution where, yes, I know people have business. And it's skills, cost effective. Yeah, cost effective, right? Like that's a huge part of it, right? right. You're going to range ammos. I mean, just ammo in general is not cheap, but when you're right, you know, you got an agency and you've got several hundred, you right. know, uh, officers that have to shoot, you know, weekly or whatever it is, ammo gets expensive. Yeah. And so like really? I, that just kind of blew me away. And, and that's where in a lot of times when I've had conversations with folks like that, I'm like, have you guys ever looked at, at the Mantis systems? Because I'm like, this could be a tremendous solution for you, right? Like, even yep. if it was on an individual basis, because I get frustrations from, from some of those folks that are like, they know it's a problem. And I'm like, there are solutions, right? Like, yes, if it's a, a budgetary thing where it's like, well, we can't afford to have, you know, I know like Colorado Springs, for example, there's over 700 people on, you know, on the, the, 
you know, CSPD. And I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's going to cost a lot of money if you want everybody to shoot once a month. Right. Like I get that. Right. But if you had even 10, 15 or whatever, you know, Mantis systems that you dedicated within, you know, the academy or, you know, within the, the, um, you know, the, the station or whatever else, like you could literally say like, Hey, you've got to do 30 minutes a month. Even that would be a massive step in the right direction. Right. Where yeah. you don't have to go to the range, don't have to spend more ammo. You know, you're going to buy once, cry once type situation, of course. But at the end of the day, that would, could be monumental. Well, and I, I know that almost, you know, quite a few officers I've talked to, law enforcement officials, um, you know, even people in the military, they're, they're willing to expend, you know, some of their own personal budget to be able to get more range time and go get more trigger pulls in. And, um, you know, it's just right. like you were speaking to there. It's um, even if it's at an individual level, um, we always get the positive feedback from law enforcement and military saying like, hey. I needed this so bad. I needed to be able to go train multiple times a month or, or anything like that, where our units and our precincts and our, in our stations just can't afford to do that because of the quantity of personnel that are on yeah. the force, you know? And, and um, so that's, that's something we always try to talk to. Um, and, and you're right, Joel, it, you don't each have to have your own. I mean, that would be fantastic. But the reality is, is sure. you need 10, you need 15, you need 20, the app's free. You take your phone with you to the yep. range. And you're right. Go spend yeah. an hour a month, get those trigger pulls in and get the feedback you need. hundred percent. So kind of along that line, I know that I've had this and, and I'm just curious if you guys have had this feedback, especially within the military. And as you get, you know, I think from, you know, general, general military, right, big army and things like that. Um, but as you start to specialize and you start to get into kind of higher levels, if you will, uh, a friend of mine who works, you know, kind of in, in, in that neighborhood and he was in New Mexico uh, for the past couple of years and he was talking about that. And so we had this conversation, we're talking about Mantis and he kind of mentioned me, he says, well, how does it operate? And so I kind of tell him whatever else he's like, oh yeah, he's like, uh, we can't have anything that has any Bluetooth. We can't even bring our phones in. Um, have you guys had any feedback in terms of that stuff? Granted, you know, it, this, this is a really tough one because now you're talking about, you know, kind of levels of security, national security, all these things. And there, there's high sensitivity to that stuff. But um, what have you guys had any feedback with that? Because I know for me, I was like, ah, man, like that's a total disqualifier. That sucks because this could be really good for you guys. Yeah. Um, and really, um, it, it's not a policy oversight on things like that. Um, I used to work in a yeah. skip when I was in the military, so I understand not being able to take in anything that transmits any form of data at all, and, and that's the problem yeah. with some of those. Um, some things that we've talked about, um, as far as maybe like a special order or a unit-specific kind of thing, um, two things. One, if you didn't want to do Bluetooth, there might be a way to be able to store this, this data um, on board. Right. Like you could put an SD card or have local storage on the device itself. That way it stays um, at the range, you know, whatever. Um, right. But doing that would mean that getting all the feedback and trying to the way the software, the way that the software works now, um, you would have to pull that memory storage or link that memory storage to something where you could get the feedback on the device where the device could read the raw data and say, OK, you know, this shooting session out of all these shots, here's what happened. Here's what happened shot to shot. You know, that's a possibility. Um, and another thing we've kind of talked yeah. about there is being able to have um, 
serialized items that go into sensitive areas. So as an example, um, this number of X-series sensors that are serialized are paired only with and directly to these devices that don't have an internet connection, that have the application pre-installed. That way you don't have to worry about uh, data being stolen or transmitted out of the sensitive area. Sure. Um, yeah, so yeah. we've heard we've heard that in the past. Um, we haven't had, you know, I think maybe less than a handful of customers that have truly been able to say no because of that technology. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, I think it's yeah, small, when right? You get to that level, it's a concern, right? Yeah, most definitely. I just uh, I know, like I said, I've had a, a, f a few of those instances, and um, I don't think it's one of those things where you're like, uh oh, well, that's going to put you know the whole company in trouble because it's a, it's such a smaller you know segment of what you're talking about, and and at the same time, you know, in this digital era uh, that we live in, everything runs off of some type of signal, and um, was listening to someone the other day they were talking about the fact that if people want to gather information. Well, guess what? We're too late because there's way too much information already out there. And so to get down to that, like such specialized and small amount where you're talking about, you know, very, very, uh, what I would consider be minute amounts of things that most of us in the general public uh, just should be thankful we sleep well at night about. Um, <laughs> it, it is what it is, right? So. Yeah, yeah for sure. But it's it's always a good it's always a good thing to think about you know um, yeah. our engineering team is is constantly churning out and um, we're getting requests all the time we we love getting feedback we've got a really cool channel that the whole company shares in Slack where um, anytime something comes in you know our uh, operations manager she tags that stuff lets everybody know you know, what are the odds we can get this rolled out how can we get it built in so yeah our, our engineers are full speed all the time. Um, constantly want to grow the systems and, and improve. Speaking of engineers, is there any, uh, you don't have to divulge any company secrets <laughs> here, but is there uh, any plans for a Blackbeard pistol version? Um, so obviously we've got that. That's our number one request is we love the Blackbeard. How do I get it in my pistol? Um, <laughs> I can tell you it's obviously something that we are, chomping away at to try and figure out um yeah. if we're able to make something like that happen uh the first versions of those that that come out are likely going to be in pistol model lines that have high um intramodel right. compatibility right so i'm sure you could think of a couple of brands who use all of their own magazines for caliber or barrels or you know things like that um yeah the, the big deal with that <laughs> The the big deal with that is, you know, it doesn't matter who makes the AR-15 or the AR-10 because right. um, it's all mil spec, spec, right? It's all mil-spec. Yeah. So that was why we were able to get away with it so easily is because we knew no matter yeah. what platform it was going to go into, it had this base of functionality. So right. the pistols have been a, have been a massive challenge. Um, that being said, uh, we admire some other companies who have been able to come up with some solutions, you know, so I don't know if you guys have seen like dry fire mag or cool fire trainer. Um, our systems work great with those. And um, in the short term future here, that would be a good solution for you to use if you do want multiple trigger presses um, with with our gear. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're 
we're definitely trying to. You're, th you're thinking about it. Yeah, you're <laughs> definitely thinking about it. Well, that's we're serious about it. it. I can tell you that we're yeah. serious about yeah, yeah. it. But um, for sure, where yeah. we're at, I'm not entirely. Yeah, sure, just, there's just a ton of variability there because there's so many different lines of handguns and. I think that's a slippery slope, especially when you think about that, just that in itself, right? right? Like you could bankrupt the company trying to chase that stuff. If you, if you yeah. don't like really, really choose wisely, right? Like you said, it's like the Blackbeard was, you know, is so awesome, but at the same time, you know, the, yeah. if you're talking about something that is, you let Pandora spec, out of the box and didn't, uh, yeah. didn't really figure out the ramifications that were going to happen because of it. Yeah, for sure. Right. But that's yep. what I mean. That's, I guess it's a good problem for you guys to have because it's a, there's a, always a perpetual need for something along that line. You know, whether you start with one certain brand uh, or line of, of handguns and, and evolve into others, or you just look at sales data and go, all right, there's, yeah. you know, there's 9 million, you know, Smith and Wesson, you know, shields out there. So that's what we're going to start with. So, yep. Yep. And, and that's it. actually the same <laughs> thought process when we started developing all the uh, the magazine baseplate adapters that we offer a mm -hmm. very large variety of those that that we make um and that's that was kind of the thought press going in is like okay well there's you know 12 million 1911s produced in like the last 10 years maybe we ought to make something for the 1911 baseplate yeah. you know same thing with the well, then you then you you, you kind of get away from your your mission right you're you, you're creating these dry fire and and, and accuracy systems now you're turning into a accessory developer right yeah, it's like we, a, we like don't a side too business. far from the base but i will right, say yeah. you know for our adaptability we have an impressive list of adapters we really do yeah yeah i've i've, I've looked through that in fact before we got on today i was like let me go check and take a look at everything on there and i think there's seemed like there was so much more than than the last time that i looked at it and of course in the position that, you know, where we are fortunate enough to, to have what we need. I'm like, what? I guess I didn't really need to look at anything. We've got it all. So, um, but that just means you need to go buy a new gun, Joel. Well, that's always <laughs> the case for sure. And I do have my eyes on about two different ones right now. So, um, it's, but it's not hard to get that argument going. I, it seems like I'm constantly right. fighting myself and my wife on which, which gun I need to go buy next. So, yeah. Uh, uh, one year for Christmas, my uh, my wife, I didn't own a forty five at all, anything that shot it. And she accidentally bought me forty five ammo. Let's go. And I was sitting there going, <laughs> wait a second, is there a gun coming that goes along with this? She goes, oh, no, I bought the wrong one. I'm like, well, now I'm going to have to go get something that it shoots this. Sense, you right? can't it's return it. It's your fault, yeah, you, babe. You, now I'm doing you this. Can't, you can't return it. And I've been eyeing a 1911, so let's go ahead and find one of those. Jeez, it's just amazing how things work out, right? Yeah, any so, excuse. It's an unfortunate, any it's excuse. An unfortunate situation. Yeah. So, um, well, Anything else uh, that maybe we didn't touch on? Uh, well, actually, there is one thing I, I did want to touch on because we do have a lot of our folks that are big in in the hunting world, obviously, that, that watch and that, that we associate with. The one other thing, we, you mentioned it, but we didn't talk about it, is the X-10 also can be taken off and there's an adapter that goes directly onto your site where you can mount that x10 to your bow a compound bow or or trad bow and again we did a review on this 
that for us, because we shoot a lot with our bows. Um, you know, we spent a lot of September in, in the woods hunting with our bows. And for me, that thing was just amazing. And I'm, I'm kind of curious. I have a couple questions about that, but, um, using that system is going to provide us with a lot of the same information because of that, um, you know, all the sensors in there. So a lot of you guys that shoot, you know, you're trying to figure out like, why didn't I land on target? Was it my, you know, my brace arm? Is it my anchor? Was it all these things? Talk a little bit about how that same system works or uh, can be utilized with the bow. And then I do have a couple questions I want to ask you about that because I'm intrigued how it actually works uh, with, with it. Right. Okay. So, I'm going to preface this with, I, I do almost no archery as far as, um, as this far conversation as conversation is over, <laughs> let's go get out of here. Uh, uh, so it, it uses, you know, it, the algorithms are built around whatever the platform is, right? So the way you can get that mounted to a compound bow or a, you know, traditional recurve, whatever it is you're shooting, um, it, it's going to start looking for all of the mechanics um, for for the archer's shot, and it and it also takes into effect um, a little bit of the archer's paradox, right? The the way you're actually canting your handle left and right, uh, twisting your handle left and right versus canting the bow left and right, and how level are you when the shot goes off? Um, based on those mechanics and the vibration profiles from the way that the cams or the limbs vibrate is how it's able to start seeing that feedback and saying like, hey, maybe this was your anchor point. Um, I can see that your cant is, you know, five to 10 degrees towards your body or away from your body, whatever it is. Um, and then that's how it's it's going to start giving that feedback. Um, and, the, and the cool thing that the archery app is, is you can mark your shots, right? So after you release your arrow, um, you can actually mark how it landed on the target, which then again, also yeah. adds to all of that data and gives you that feedback. Yeah. Well, and so that, that was my first question was, um, cause someone asked me that they're like, well, how does it know? Like, so let's just say, as, as you mentioned, right? Like everything was, was dead, right? I was perfectly level. I wasn't, you know, canted. I wasn't, you know, and there was nothing going on here. Draw was great. I landed perfectly. And they're like, does that guarantee you that the shot goes where it's supposed to? And I was like, well, not necessarily because then it becomes, I think maybe that's the, the small nuance that's maybe a little bit different about that, you know, integration with the bow is you can do everything right in the eyes of kind of the system. But if you're not aimed at the right place or maybe you're or the tunings off, the tunings off or the yardage is off or, you know, whatever, right. There's so many things that can go wrong with, you know, whether it's the bow, whether it's arrow or it's the flight, whether it's wrong yardage, whether it's, you know, so many things. And I'm like, no, but I know that it's kind of like it becomes two equations, right? Like as the owner of the bow and the person that's trying to get that thing tuned and, and everything where it should be. And, you know, making sure that my yardages are, are on as far as my tape goes and all that stuff that kind of comes first. A system is going to tell me whether or not I'm doing everything right. And I think yep. that's, oh, that's it's checking on the Indian. It's not necessarily concerned about the arrow for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and it's the same with, with firearms practice too, you know, like, 
I could have perfect fundamentals taking the shot, but I could miss the target by a mile if I wasn't, you know, if my sight picture wasn't right or anything like that. So true. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely, you know, it's one of those deals where the system is assuming that that you have your gear set up correctly. You know, that you're zeroed in, your yardage is right. That um, right. And, and if you're not, then you know you could be taking great shots, but um, if you're not yeah. tuned in right, then. <laughs> The system is just going to tell you you're awesome at sucking, you know. So right, exactly, right. Like, yeah. it was yeah. a, it was a you took a great shot, but you missed every time. Yeah, it was a <laughs> yeah. It was perfectly executed bad yeah. shot. Um, sixty so, percent of the time and, and, it works every time. <laughs> exactly. So you kind of answered uh, my other question, which was if you go to and and watch that review that that we did. You can see we show the the actual um you know app working while we we sent some shots down and the thing that i found amazing was is as i'm drawing it's actually showing what my draw cycle looks like on the app live it shows where i settle and then it's then giving me what my where my shot release or you know the execution of that shot looks like as i'm as I'm it also shows you your follow-through and if i remember and right. the follow-through right yeah so and when so, you shoot that lines you know it, it locks it's doing all the squiggly wigglies and then you let it go right. and then it's tails off and it kind of shows you you know how you're finishing yeah uh, at the release and so you know my question my question with that was um how do, well you you did answer that but kind of reiterate that again like how does it track or how does it know any of that right right so the there's kind of two parts to this one is because it's running on an accelerometer and a gyroscope it's able to kind of create its own um 3d picture of whatever that it's mounted to and i don't mean necessarily like oh it's wireframing this pistol that i'm shooting i mean as far as x y and z is concerned you know it's able to extrapolate all right I'm sitting here, I'm calibrated, I know which direction I'm facing. Once that's calibrated and locked in, uh, the rest of the magic happens by the algorithm, right? So we've got algorithms for, for everything. That's, that's where a lot of the magic is. The accelerometer and gyroscope is just creating this 3D planed environment of what level looks like, which direction I'm facing, um, and then it's just going to send, you know, like I said, um, you can measure 400 different points of movement, vibration, um, acceleration, feedback, all that, just from that 3D environment. And then all of that data gets sent to the right. software and the algorithm in a live, in a live, you know, live feed. Um, and then the algorithms are are the magic. The algorithms know, okay, based on where I'm located on the bow, based on this vibration profile, which may be release and combined with the speed that the the string came back to set with i can understand then that the arrow released in this direction or that your grip was doing a b or c or you know anything like that so right. all of that magic comes from how the algorithm is detecting all of that you know 400 points of data that it's running um and how it That's how it's extrapolating unreal. all of the motion and vibration <laughs> It, it is crazy. It really is. Um, yeah. Well, I'm I'm not I'm not texting my buddies. I picked up my phone because I wanted to to pull this up. And if you can see that, 
that's actually what a shot cycle kind of looked like, right? So you can see that's actually tracking. Um, no, please don't leave any comments about what a crappy shot that probably is or anything <laughs> like that. But that that's what it ahead, looks like as you go through um, the draw cycle and as you settle. Um, it actually is going to give you uh, some diagnosis. It times it. So it's going to tell you how long it took you to actually get to the shot. And then it gives uh, a placement and a stability score, which is really cool. So that's where that sensor also. So like my stability score on that given shot was an 82.9, right? And so for me, hey, that's what it says, man. You need need to go retool that algorithm because that wasn't right. That's a B average the way I look at it. So, you know, (laughs) I I want to be a B shooter, then go ahead. Well, that's not anymore. This is obviously from a long time ago. Uh, So so you've improved since then. Yeah. Probably not, but it sounds good. Because you actually helped you, right? That's right. That's right. Um, But like to to me, this stuff is just like heightened so much of, I think, my awareness on things. And as I used any of them for, you know, a period of time is you start to figure out like some of your common flaws and the things that you do kind of maybe habitually or routinely. And, and as you start to kind of like figure that stuff out and you become a little bit more cerebral about them, right. And figuring out small corrections, all of a sudden you start realizing like, Oh yeah, uh, I need to focus on this. Or maybe it changes a little bit of your shot process or whatever that is. And so across all of these lines, whether you're talking about the X10, the laser Academy, the Blackbeard, um, or using it as a bow integration, it has just been, you know, I think the last year, year and a half or however long, you know, we've kind of went through each one of these systems. Um, it kind of actually just in kind of reinvigorates me to talk to you and kind of get my brain back in, um, thinking about like, I really need to like get all of them probably back out and and keep using them more routinely. I think that's the hard part is you get fired up early on. And then just like anything else, you're like, I got other stuff to do and, and, and we'll need to keep it kind of fresh where you're never going to find time. You're going to have to make time. Damn it, Jason. Yeah. So, but, um, this has been this has been awesome. Um, anything that you want to that we didn't touch on that you want to maybe throw in here to kind of put a, a bow tie on this thing? To plug you guys. Um, first of all, I'll do it. I want to express Love my it. gratitude. It's been fantastic. I've, I've really enjoyed the conversation. We appreciate you know the opportunity to get out here and talk to you guys about this stuff. Um, if anyone who's listening uh, or watching wants some of this, just go check us out at mantisx.com. Um, and, and we've got all this all this stuff out there on the site. Um, and then uh, if any of you have any questions or concerns, reach out to us. Contact page is right there. And uh, we're, we've got fantastic customer service. So we're always happy to help you guys out. So thank you again. It, it's been a really good time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we appreciate it. We've enjoyed it. Um, also, don't forget, as a loyal uh, listener and subscriber to our page, if you haven't, please do so. Um, keep in mind, we also do have um, an affiliate code for the Mantis Systems. We'll provide that down in the comment section below. Take advantage of that. I know we've had quite a few people that have used that, um, that have been based off of watching our reviews and stuff. So we appreciate that. We hope it's helped you. We know that the systems have helped us a ton. Um, you got anything else before we sign off, Chief? No. No. A man of many words. He always, it's always offline. So Yeah. The conversation will happen when we hit stop. Exactly. So, but um, 
Well, Jake, I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. It's awesome to uh, put a face to a name. Um, we appreciate you guys supporting us and, and we will continue to reciprocate that back to you guys as well. So I uh, hope you have an awesome weekend and um, we'll try and keep in touch and don't be afraid if you're in our area to, to stop in. So. We'll see you guys next time.